for Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crawfay's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. Now, we have a great show, but before we start on Parenting Your Parents, I want to thank Home Instead. Of course, they know all about what it takes to take care of yourself when you have responsibility for an elder. So Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. My guest today is so special. Her name is Charlotte Canyon. Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Oh, it is my pleasure. Well, I'm going to embarrass you just for a split second and give people just a little bit of information about you. Charlotte is an author of one of my new favorite books called Oh dear, I'm going to get I'm going to botch the title. It's the su- the subtitle is Parenting Your Parents and that's how I found it. But how to you have to laugh to keep from crying. How to Parent Your Parents is the official title. I will tell you if you go online and put in Charlotte's name and Parenting Your Parents, you'll it'll come up pretty quickly because she is well known. In fact, Charlotte has been on, I just want my listening friends to know how special it is we get to interview you today. She's been on Fox, CBS News, NBC, ABC. I'm not the only one that finds her to be a really excellent source of information. And she's also been on tons of podcasts and radio shows, author shows. So she is well known in, in author circles. And, and I just felt so privileged, Charlotte, when you said yes to this invitation. Thank you for joining me. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I I look forward to sharing, you know, my journey with people because I have such a passion for it. Uh, I don't know, you're probably going to ask me this, but let me just go ahead and say, the reason I have a passion for it and the reason I wrote my book is my father-in-law had dementia. He lived with us. My yes. mother had Alzheimer's and my dad had Parkinson all at the same time. Oh, my gosh. So I became the caregiver. Well, you're an amazing woman, and it really shows. And I, I just want to tell people I read all the time, as my listening friends know. But I seldom find a book where the stories are so engaging as Charlotte. She She's just done such an excellent job of having her own voice and telling her story in a way that lets us all enter into the world that she was experiencing and caring for her parents. And, and since I've also had, a mo- my mom lived with us for the last eight months of her life. And she was such an amazing woman. We just wanted it to be longer. And in fact, yesterday was the anniversary of her passing. So I don't know how easily I'm going to get through this show today, Charlotte, just to 
just to warn you. But I knew I had this to look forward to, and it is one more way that I'm finding to tribute and honor my beautiful mother, who I love so much. Now, you do a great job of handling a bunch of things, and so I want to give a little preview to people. We're going to do two podcasts with Charlotte, and the other one, we're going to take up a theme. I'm going to ask her my questions about Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and how that relates to depression and also uh, stress and anxiety, how you handle those in your parent and also in your own heart. So don't miss that other episode. I haven't picked a a title for it yet, but I think it's going to be something like figuring it out together, learning to laugh along the way, parenting your parents. It'll have some of those when you're searching for it. You should find it pretty easily. Or you just look for Charlotte Canyon on my website, kathycraffy.com. K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. Okay, so Charlotte, I want you to tell your story because I love it when people do that for us. And you're so you're so authentic in the way you tell your story. Would you just do that? Yes. Uh, what I ask people firsthand is what would you do if you had to put your life on hold to parent your parents or take care of a loved one? Because a lot of baby boomers are taking care of their mm-hmm. spouses. At this mm. time, so my my book kind of crosses over that way. And when I went through the journey, and it was a fourteen year journey that I went mm. through, and I never in my wildest dreams thought it would end up in a book and be a bestseller. And I, you didn't mention it, but it's the best self help book in the state of Texas. Oh wow! Texas authors, yes, and I did not I'm, know I'm, that, but I'm not surprised. It is such a good I'm, read. I'm, yeah, I'm very proud of it. And when I go out and speak, and um, actually, I'm I'm um, a National Speakers Bureau as well. I've done that since then, so that when I deliver my message, you know, I'm delivering it in 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 a real good manner. Um, but I ask mm. people that question, you know, what would you do? And that's what I thought as I went through my 23 stories that are in my first book mm-hmm. is I share with them how, you know, what I saw and how I, you know, dealt with it. Um, give you one little example. Um, my mom got so bad that she had, she, she was in a, in a facility and part of the reason was I knew my mom's dignity didn't want me to change her diapers Mm. And uh, and she's a very very social person and and you know you've read my book my book is dedicated to my mother she was my angel she was my saint she taught me everything you know and, and listen I know she's smiling down on me and and you know just grinning because I'm hugging people and that's I know what she- I call my book I hug it I call it a hug I'm going to just tell you I know your mother's proud of you if. For no other reason, your four golden rules that define how you want to interact with your parents at that point in life, they're so beautiful. I really encourage people to look for those. They're four golden rules. Love your parents unconditionally. Respect your parents, for without them you would not be here. Patience, P. Patience is a virtue that you and your parents deserve. Have it for yourself and for them. And finally, forgiveness. And I'm going to spend some time on forgiveness with you. Forgiveness is sometimes the hardest thing to do, but we must forgive the past to move on into the future. Charlotte, those are powerful principles when you're when you have a parent in your home or or a spouse who's got dementia. 
Oh, exactly. And I, I have to give God credit for the, all of this because my, you said your mom just passed, you know, your yeah. year the anniversary. My yeah. mother passed away on January 1st. So I'm mm. coming up on my anniversary. Mm. So the holidays are hard because I pull out things that remind right. me of my mom, ornaments yeah. on the tree that mom gave me. But right. yeah. they make me smile because I have no... What I what my passion is is I don't want people to regret. I want them to fill their life with memories, and even if they did before, start them now. Before I agree with that so gone, much. Before that loved one's gone. Yeah. I agree with that so much. And for people who are listening that may be facing decisions, my mom was so great, and she she did not want to impose on us in any way. So she was easy to live with, and I know that's not always true for everyone. But you will find the right decision for yourself and for your family. And I, I really encourage you, though, whatever decision you make about their place of living, make sure that you are doing what Charlotte is recommending here, finding those moments that you can have that are beautiful memories for later. Because when they're gone, that's it. Yeah, you can't create any more memories. Six weeks after my mom passed, and that was three years ago, God told me to write a book. Mm. And mm. I literally looked up to heaven and I said, God, I didn't do good in English. He says, that's all right. <laughs> we got editors for that. And and the snowball has been going downhill ever since. I'm just laughing because he talks to you in a Texas accent. He does that with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> do you know it comes out, especially when that's I'm so talking, funny. and I mentioned my mama. That uh-huh. that that's oh, yeah. when it throws me into the southern, you know, to my to my southern, and I can kind of pull it back if I need to, but not but, today. Know, no, Just, not today. Because on I'm, my show, I'm, you can be as Texas as you want to be, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but what what I was going to share one story I was going to share with you is a cute little story, and uh, you never know what you're going to expect, and yeah. with Alzheimer, mom had. I mean, she she really came to life when she got into a facility because she had people she could socialize with all day long, all our waking hours, and they could tell each other the same story over and over and over again, and nobody cared oh, because it. they didn't remember. You know, she would this. listen to their stories, they'd listen to hers, and there's a particular story mom always told me, I'd give anything in the world she could tell me again. But one Sunday, my husband and I went in there. We always went after church, and we'd take donuts for the nurses because I know that's what my mama would have done. Uh And Mom got the donut holes. Now, this is funny because Mom was actually on a liquid diet. But you know what? When you're in your 80s, who cares? You know, she could she could gnaw on those donut holes. So I had the donut holes for her, and we, we went in, and she had was all dressed, and I was doing her hair and all, and she looked at my husband. Now, a funny thing about this is you they have one my min- dad. You have one minute till we have to go to the break, so. Okay. Well, real quick, my, my husband was built in a lot of stature like my dad. So oh, no. So she, she mistaken him for my dad and wanted him to sit on the bed. And she said, did you enjoy last night? Oh, and no. he kind of looked at her and we looked at each other. And then she scooched up to him. And I said, Mom, I've got chocolate kisses in my purse. You you pull out everything you can, those parenting tricks. Because uh-huh. I did not want to know what she thought happened the night before <laughs> in their bedroom. 
Oh my gosh, we have to go to break. Charlotte, this is so great. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about some of the hard things so that people can get a feel for how knowledgeable you are when you write and what they can learn from your book. So stay with us. We've got Truth with a Texas Twang right here, and we're going to be back with Charlotte Canyon in just a minute. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking to Charlotte Canyon. I feel so privileged to have you on the air today, Charlotte. I've really looked forward to this episode. I knew I knew what you had to say was going to bless a lot of people. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, her Charlotte's book is so excellent. If you're listening in, I just really want you to know it's well worth getting. It's like a, um, I don't know, it's like a manual for how to live with your parents in a way that really will make you feel good about it later when they're gone. But um, one of the, so there's tons in it. I mean, just the activity board you created for her, she created for her mother. She put a picture of it in the book. So there's a lot of practical stuff in there, but Charlotte, 
The thing I wanted you to expand on for this show was on forgiveness because your story in there is just gut-wrenchingly true for so many people. Do you mind sharing that part? No, I don't. Um, And I do have permission for my daughter to share this story. Uh, And I'll kind of synopsis, but we didn't know early on um, that my dad had actually sexually molested my daughter. And we found out when my daughter was 13, and at that point, the state got involved. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and, and it was very traumatic. Um, and, of course, mm. I kept my daughter away from But I never in my wildest dreams dreamt that leaving my kids, and this was back when she was probably five or six years old, that mm. he would, you know, do something. I, I, it just never crossed my mind that you couldn't trust your parents. But, and all, you know, also, point. we've been told that it runs in families, and so you would have thought if it was going to happen, it would have happened to you, and you would have a memory of that, and that would have that been a warning. What, so Yeah, that was what the, the psychologists and all asked me, but let me just share this with you. It is in one in every three families. I know. I know it the is numbers. very prevalent. Every third person has had that happen. I have so many friends that have said, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, thank you for sharing your story. But the big thing is mm-hmm. that there is forgiveness to it. My dad, and I have no idea why God did this, but my dad traveled a lot, so he wasn't around my growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't leave my kids with my parents very often. And my mom had the boys out fishing when evidently this this happened. But... When my dad got older, he, you know, and because of everything that happened, he reclused himself from the family. And I wasn't, I was mad. Mm -hmm. Of course. I I did not want to, you know, forgive him. And Mm -hmm. then as life went on and my my kids go on and have their families and all, of course, my daughter is very, very protective of her daughter and her granddaughter. Yes. Yes. But my dad got Parkinson's. Mm. And here... I'm, you know, I've got to forgive. And I'm I'm a Christian person, so I knew I had to forgive him. I didn't have to like it. Right. But I had to find in my heart some way to forgive. And kind of to wrap it all up, I, I developed a new relationship with my father and mother. They lived in their house in East Texas, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, outside of Tyler. And I had a caregiver down there that would come into the house, um, happened to be a family member, Mm-hmm. who would help and be my eyes and ears. So great. But but my I got to know my dad on a different level, and I hadn't quite forgiven everything, but three weeks before he died, he, he asked to see my daughter. Oh, my and goodness. And he agreed. We came to the nursing home. And he apologized to my daughter oh. and I for any harm he'd ever done. First time, no, I'm sorry, the second time I'd only seen my dad cry in his whole life. Oh, wow. And I Charlotte. knew he meant it. And what I share with people is if you have someone you need to forgive or someone needs to forgive you, open that door while they're still living. Because yeah. that was so healing for my daughter and I. Mm. That was That was God saying, he really repented. He's sorry for what he did, and he, you know, he he wished he'd never done it. If you give someone an opportunity to say they're sorry, they really want to. 
that, that's love, my message Charlotte, to people. I'm so amazed and overwhelmed by that story. And I, because I hear a lady's stories all the time, I know how common this is. I don't know if you're listening in and you're wondering, how do you open the door? We'll ask Charlotte that question, but I don't know if every story could have a happy ending like this, but I am really grateful that yours does. And, and that doesn't mean it's less painful that this, this serious event still happened. But what I see in your life is all this victory and, and in your daughter's life too, from what you've told me, I just, I'm just so proud of y'all. It makes me really happy and proud to be a Christian woman when I hear stories of this kind of victory. So what do you think the secret is? Is there advice you would give people about that kind of a situation? Well, I, I was at an event with a bunch of ladies, and several ladies came up afterwards, and they said, how did you forgive your father for what he did? And I said, because God tells us we have to forgive. And guess what? It was more healing for me. Mm, to mm, forgive, mm. to to let go of that, you know, anger and I'm mad and and literally part of me thought I call I, how did I let it happen? How yeah, did I for, let it happen? I well, was I mad do, at my staff. I do know in my own experience, forgiving myself is sometimes the hardest thing and has been for me in the past. Very difficult at times. Um, and I also think we assume and, and take on responsibility for other people's behavior. And that also gets us into trouble in the way we think about ourselves. So I'm really, really proud of you and amazed by your courage and, and then your dignity and your willingness to be so authentic. I, I love being around people with those qualities, Charlotte, and I'm so honored Aww. to get to have you on my show today for those reasons. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, like I say, it, it, God heals, and he will heal anybody. But I have ladies tell me, I haven't spoke to my sister in 20 years. And I said, and why didn't y'all speak to each other? I don't remember. Right, right. <laughs> some of them don't remember. I mean, it may not be, you know, as mad as mine, or it may be, you know, who knows what it was. I know I just, sisters have relationships that are not healthy. So, I mean, there's, there's, so much the devil in the world you know causes so much but we have mm. to find find a way to forgive one another well i love it that you put a whole chapter and then you shared you know it's one thing to say that in a trite way but it's another thing to live it and it was obvious to me from the things that you were willing to include in your book that you were living that reality of forgiving somebody when it's really hard and costly to forgive so, and yet think of how that made it so much easier for you to parent your own parents. I, I'm so proud of you for that and really amazed by it. Inspired, I think, is the word I'm looking for. Well, thank you. I think we women step up, though, and do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, I we do. We're women. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm sorry, nothing against men. They're, they're residual, too. But they don't step up. Nine out of ten caregivers are female. Yeah, it's like God wired us for something really special in that way. And I'm so grateful that he did. I, I would not trade that time with my mother for any other experience mm -hmm. in my life. It was so beautiful to me to know her and to be her friend. And, I mean, it was just so endorsing to me in my own heart, affirming. And I know you experienced the same kind of things with your mother. And I love the way you say you, you have to laugh or you'll cry because there were a lot of days when it, I felt like crying some days. I know that. 
I know what that title meant. When I read it, I just laughed. It was perfect. Yeah. Well, and I tried not to, I realized I tried not to cry in front of her. Yeah. I would, I would cry at home with my husband, you know, on his shoulder, mm-hmm. but I didn't want, I, I knew she was confused and, and mm-hmm. what, what, what's been proven is people going into Alzheimer's, they're in denial, but they know something's going on and mm-hmm. they play games in their head. So I didn't know what was going on in my mom's head, but I kept thinking if I cry, she'll think she caused it and I don't want oh. her to hurt any more than she is already. So I would do my very best to, you know, not cry in front of her, that I would go home and wet it all out and cry and, you know, but I wouldn't cry in front of her. I would try to make her laugh. I would tell her her favorite joke or I'd twist things. And that's the reason I say the laugh, because maybe the story's not funny right now, but if you share that memory or even write it down, later on you're going to look at it and you'll smile. And you would find the humor in it. We're going to run out of time. I know this, this, I knew this podcast would go so fast. I, I want to mention that in your book, I just don't want to forget to tell people that there's a page that says, make the right decisions for you and your parents. And then she lists, I'm going to count them so I can see at least, oh my gosh, 10 things that will help you know when you're making the right decision. So if you're finding this podcast today because you're having to parent your parents, I just want you to know what a great resource Charlotte is. Charlotte Canyon. Uh, I always forget that parenting the parent is the is the subheading. Tell yeah, me the last the- from crime. Okay, and where can they find your book or get a hold of you? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is uh, www.howtoparentyourparents.net. Uh, Texas authors have my book, you know, on their website. Um, it's it's in several bookstores. I mean, Amazon has, you know, it, it, it's it's everywhere. And well, I would say you're pretty easy I, to, uh-huh. you're easy to yeah, find. I, was, I know that. I was going to say, I have created a workbook that takes those 10 topics and breaks them down. Oh, that's and so great. And Alzheimer groups and caregivers groups are using that workbook to go through. Oh, that's and make so the great. right decisions. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love it because it is hard to make decisions. And I know we've got about two minutes left or maybe a minute. After mom passed away, I had a second guess myself and I knew I didn't need to. But you, there are things after your parent is gone that you wonder about. So it is so great when there is good information out there. And also for people who've experienced a crisis in the family like you did. I, I just appreciate your willingness to share that, Charlotte. Thank you so much. We have about a minute. Do you, you have any, very well. you want to toss out just something really quick for people to take away with them? Well, what I would suggest is if they have an issue or if they don't have an issue, the one thing they need to do is reconnect or Stay close to their parents in mm-hmm. in their last days, whether it's six months or six years, but create those new memories because those new memories will what will sustain them, as you and I know, yes. sustain us on beyond after they're gone. I've, I, We're going to close you. with that because they're going to turn up the music here. Thank you so yeah, much for no being problem. with me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.
Oh, fiddle. Got in. <laughs>